Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Moriardi, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. So excited to share this week's review of the week. I'm not only excited because this lucky person has now won a free masterclass of their choosing. You can choose my masterclass about body image healing, my masterclass about hydrating intra runs. You can choose my masterclass all about meal planning and meal prepping. It's up to you. Sky's the limit. But I'm most excited because the words that this person said um, in this review have just left me feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. Doing a podcast is a lot of work and um, it feels worth it when I hear that it's really making a difference. So this week's winner is A. Tawin84. And this person said, great podcast for runners. I am so glad I found Serena's podcast. She is so full of information and I learn something every episode. I really appreciate how she is so genuine and vulnerable in sharing her current and past struggles with eating, fueling, and just running in general and how she is slash did overcome those struggles. I think every runner will be able to relate. But what I love most is how she is helping me to love and celebrate my runner bod one episode at a time. Uh, a toe in 84. <laughs> this like really gave me chills. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave this review. I am so excited to share your free masterclass with you. Make sure you DM me at Serena Marie RD or email me Serena at Serena so I can send you a masterclass. Um, but I also just want to remind you that not only am I helping you believe in your runner bod with every episode, you leaving this review helps us spread this message. And it's an important message to share. So leaving a review, leaving a five-star review makes all the difference in allowing Apple Podcasts and Spotify to share this podcast with more people. So thank you. Thank you so much for helping me on this journey. On today's episode, I want to talk about a question that I hear all the time. I am a sports nutritionist, so I'm working with lots of you who are training for races, training for events, doing incredible things with your body. And as we are working together, one of the number one things that I realize is most of us are not eating enough. We are prioritizing trying to live in our smallest possible body, how to be our thinnest self over how to be ready for performance, how to optimize performance. And what I have found often, this is not everyone, but what I have found for a lot of people is you almost think I would rather be thin than, than run my fastest race. And I actually just ran, I've just read the book by Lauren Fleshman called Good for a Girl. And I can't, I, I'm sure I probably highlighted it, but she actually had um, someone she was running with, like somebody who was in on her team or someone she was racing with. And she was talking to that girl about her girl's, this girl's eating disorder. And the friend actually said to Lauren, I would rather be thin than perform well. That's my priority is to be thin. And I totally understand that because at one point in my life, that was my priority as well. And I don't know. I'm not an Olympic, Olympian athlete. Like, I don't want to say my number one priority in life is being 
my fastest, strongest self. I don't know if I feel that way. And if you feel that way, that's okay. I don't think that's a bad thing to feel. I'm like excited just imagining like talking to my athletes where that is their number one priority. That's an exciting goal. But I know for me, when I think about why I have decided to not live in my thinnest body, why I have left dieting behind, I can't say it's because I want to see how much faster and fitter and stronger I am when I am running as a well-fed version of myself. Because honestly, I'm not really willing to put the amount of training and effort into my training that I used to put in when I was in my 20s. I just, I'm just not that interested in it anymore. I train, like I'm going to the track, I'm lifting weights, I am training for sure. I'm very proud of the consistency I've had this training cycle, but am I you know, working out as much as I used to? Is this one of the most important things for me um, in 2023 and 2024 to achieve? It's not. Okay. But here's my point. I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. My point is, is I get it. If you are saying to yourself, I think I'd rather be thinner than run faster. So I want to also kind of talk about my side of the story. What drives me to live in my not thinnest body and to eat the way I need to eat to to fuel my body as an athlete is how much better I feel. I used to live. I wish I like almost feel like maybe one day I should interview my old roommate Jane. She is my best best friend and one of the loves of my life, but she was my roommate um towards the end of my issues with food. It was in my later 20s and she would tell you like I would bottom out. Like I was always living on the absolute like cusp of being hungry. I was barely eating enough to, you know, be lucid and be present. And I would get low blood sugar and I would get dizzy. I would not make sense. I would be mean. I would be snippy, like just not myself, unable to focus on building a business, unable to focus on relationships, unable to focus on so many things that are so much more important than tracking your macros. And so when I have those moments, which we all have, it's okay. It's okay to admit this. Those moments where you see the picture of yourself in the thinner body and you think, oh, the good old days. I wish I could have that body back. That is a normal thing to think. But I want you to ask yourself, what was life like back then? Right? Like I know for me, Sure, I have a few pictures that I think, wow, dang, I look pretty good there. But I know for a fact that my relationship with food was crap. I was worrying and stressing and planning food constantly. I was constantly in the kitchen cooking and meal planning and meal prepping things because I was afraid to eat the normal, not low carb versions of foods. I was constantly living in this world where my blood sugar was dipping and I was feeling like crap during the day because if I didn't have a snack, it was like the world was ending for me. That is why I have decided to, you know, live in this body that is healthier, although larger. And so I want to just kind of say, yes, for a lot of you, when I work with you and I'm thinking through what your body needs to feel better, to have more energy, to hit those times you want to hit, to recover faster, to run and not have your heart rate spike up so freaking quickly. That's a really common sign is like your heart rate will get lower at, even though you're running because your nervous system isn't so stressed out from chronically under eating. If you are thinking to yourself, 
is it worth it? I can't tell you what to do with your body. Like for me, it's absolutely worth it. Um, of course I do live in a thinner body. So for me, it's definitely a different experience than if you are somebody who, once you start eating more, your body is bigger than mine, right? I think the, the larger our body is when we kind of start practicing food freedom, there's new barriers to acceptance because unfortunately, I'm not saying this is okay or right. Unfortunately in our society, there's a lot of anti-fat bias. There's a lot of people who believe that larger people are unhealthy. There's a lot of discrimination against people who are in larger bodies. So my journey and my ability to accept my body is going to look different than somebody who lives in a bigger body than me. A lot of times I like to think about this like um, there's a lot of this like assumption in our in our world of like, oh, that girl's in a, in a larger body. She's not healthy. She's lazy. Um, she does not taking care of herself. She's quote unquote, let herself go, right? Like that narrative exists. And so I think because that narrative is so common, we tend to just accept it as truth. Like, oh yeah, that's true. That's right. However, I want to remind you about all the other things our society has done that have been completely wrong. And now in 2023, we're like, uh-uh, like that's not true, right? Like think of racism, right? Think of the laws that used to separate people by color. That used to be like a common normal belief. Like, oh yeah, one uh, skin color is superior to another. But now in 2023, we're like, what? Like, absolutely not. That's crazy. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life, right? Okay. Society gets shit wrong, huh? What about, I don't remember the exact year, but it was like sometime in like the 1960s or the 1970s. Before that, women needed um, a cosigner, a male cosigner to get a credit card. A woman could not independently by herself go to the bank and get a credit card. She needed her husband or her father to sign off for her because women were bad with money. That was just a commonly known and accepted, widely accepted fact about women. Women are bad with money. We can't give them a credit card. How's that, uh, how's that sit with you right now? 2023, what do we think? Think they got that wrong? Think they don't know what they're talking about? Society gets shit wrong. So yeah, it sucks to gain weight because we have been taught that it is bad, that it is a sign that you are lazy or letting yourself go. But it's one of those things that society has gotten wrong. It's one of those things that is not true. Now, I'm not saying that makes it easy, like, oh, Serena just told me that, and now, therefore, I have no problem gaining weight. It's not that easy, right? This is why in Food Freedom Runner Academy, we have body image coaching. We have sessions dedicated to learning how to talk back to these gremlins that are telling us it is bad to live in our healthy body at the body size our body wants to be right? Like Food Freedom Runner Academy not only just teaches the sports nutrition, we talk about the mindset, we dig into the stories, we dig into where these beliefs came from so that we can start talking back to them for that reason, because it's not an easy pill to swallow. But what if you gain weight? I want to ask you, why is that? I mean, I know why, but I want to, I want to kind of challenge you. As you start to eat more, as you start to be on your half marathon journey, your 5K journey, whatever journey you're on, and you're saying to yourself, 
okay, Weight Watchers ain't going to cut it anymore. I can't do this crazy beach body little portion container things anymore because it's bullshit and I'm starving in five seconds. When you are getting to a place where you're like, I'm going to go nuts if my fitness pal puts me in the red one more time, I am starving. How the heck am I supposed to go to bed at night being in the green? It's impossible. Okay, if you have gotten to like that level with dieting while you are training for any running event, I want to tell you something right now. That's because your body is so freaking smart. I honestly want you to like take a moment and be like, yeah, body. Yeah, girl. Like, you know what you're doing. Your body is rescuing you. She is protecting you from doing a horrible thing which is literally pulverizing your hormones, destroying your metabolism. Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this time and time again? It doesn't freaking work. Didn't you learn that the first one, two, three, four, seven, eight, 10, 20 times you have gone on a weight loss diet? It doesn't work. So what we need to do instead is learn how to listen to our body. And when she is hungry and you notice she is hungrier because you are burning more calories, because you are working out, because you are an athlete, I want you to say to yourself, I need to eat more food. And it might look like a lot of food to you because you live in this warped world where you have been taught a half a cup of rice is enough of rice is not enough. A half a cup of rice isn't even enough sugar to compare to a banana. A banana has more carbs in it than a half a cup of rice. So no, 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 no. This is not a lot of food. This is the right amount of food for a powerful, freaking badass athlete. That is who you are. That is who you want to become. Right? And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I am not in a phase of life where I am like, living, breathing workouts, right? I am working out consistently. I am very proud of the progress I have made this training cycle, but it is not my 100% full identity. I am not working out twice a day. I am not working out as much as I possibly could work out. Like I am taking rest days. I am skipping workouts sometimes because I just got a life and, and I still am taking this shit very seriously. Like I am fueling like an athlete. Okay. And I want you to do the same thing. When you feel like an athlete, when you are eating enough carbohydrate to stay full and satisfied for several hours, you're not constantly having your blood sugar dipping and your personality changing because, oh my God, Serena's a hangry bitch now. Okay, when you can leave that behind and you can become the well-fed, powerful version of yourself, you are going to feel scared because you are going to say to yourself, holy cannoli, this is a lot of food. It's not a lot of food, but you're going to think it's a lot of food because you have been brainwashed into thinking a woman eats lettuce and a half handful of greens and and bee pollen for dinner. Okay, like the whack-a-mole crazy stuff we have been taught to believe. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear ourselves saying, what if I gain weight? What if I, what if I gain weight? And it's going to paralyze us. It is going to feel like the scariest thing that's ever happened to you. So what we need to do is we need to change the conversation. We need to ask different questions. Different, when your brain hears a question, this obnoxious brain that we all have, she just loves to, she loves to answer questions. As soon as your brain hears a question, she must answer it, okay? So if you're asking her, what if we gain weight? If you're asking your brain, what if we gain weight? What if I gain weight? 
your brain is going to be like, oh my God, if you gain weight, you're going to get rejected by society. And it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you because that is what we have been brainwashed to believe. It's not true, but it's what you've been brainwashed to believe. So stop asking that question. What if we started asking, what if eating more makes it possible to push harder in my runs? What if eating more makes it possible to have better workouts? What would happen? You know what would happen? If I had more energy to complete my workouts and to complete them faster than I expected or harder than I expected, lift heavier than I expected, I would get stronger. I would have more muscle. My metabolism would would increase. I would actually look and feel awesome. That question, very different than what if I gain weight? What if eating more allowed me to push harder in my workouts? What if we asked you, what if eating more during the day, during the week, made it possible to stop overeating on the weekends? If you notice you're a person who is like binging at the end of the night, can't control herself around the ice cream that your husband buys and you eat the whole thing in secret. If you know that while you're cleaning up the kitchen, you're taking bites off of everyone's leftover plates, you're taking bites off out of the um, the, the big casserole off on the stove as you're putting it into the Tupperware. If you know that, you know, you, if you buy, bring home donuts or have leftovers from the restaurant, you're going to eat it all in one sitting. If you're struggling with any of that behavior, I want you to ask yourself, what if eating more made me less likely to overeat later on? I'd probably feel more comfortable in my skin. I'd probably be bloated less often. I'd probably feel really good about myself if I'm not constantly struggling with binging and overeating. What if we asked you, what if eating more allows your metabolism to heal? What if instead of constantly putting yourself on these yo-yo diets where you're eating 1,200 calories, 800 calories, 1,500 calories, 1,800 calories, and then you go off the the rails and you stop dieting and you're eating whatever, 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 and then you go back on this low-calorie diet, the yo-yo effect, right? That yo-yo effect is slowing down your metabolism. Every single time you diet and restrict your calories, you are slowing down your metabolism to allow your body to run on less food. So when you finally go back to normal and eating your normal amount of food, now you are more likely to gain fat. Okay. Dieting is the number one predictor of eventual weight gain. So what would happen if we just started eating in a way that healed metabolism? We just got really good at understanding how to use food to increase that metabolic burn. So that we are more efficient at using energy. So that when we go on our long runs, our body is able to deliver energy to our hungry muscles and we feel really strong. If I have a faster metabolism, I have better thyroid function. Okay, what would happen? What if I asked myself, what if eating more helps my hormones heal? What if I start noticing I have less PMS? What if I start noticing perimenopause is way less awful to go through? What if I start noticing that I feel like I have more energy? I don't need to nap after work or I'm not needing coffee at 3 p.m. What if I start noticing that I just feel like my skin is clearing up, my hair looks better than ever, all these hormonal effects of eating adequate, eating adequately. 
I want you to start taking this conversation that you're having with yourself in your head and understanding the questions you're asking yourself are very important. When you ask yourself, what can I do to help myself feel my best? What are the answer? What is the answer to that question? What can you do to help yourself feel your best? You can move your body consistently. You can sleep enough and you can eat enough food to help your body run at its highest capacity. I am searching for robust health in my life. I don't know about you. And when I'm thinking about robust health, I'm not thinking how many gallons of beet juice can I drink? How many bushels of kale can I drink? I'm thinking about the whole picture. I'm thinking holistically. I'm thinking to myself, what is my mental health like? What is my physical health like? I'm thinking to myself, what is my happiness like, right? How much joy do I get on a day-to-day basis? Health is about so much more than how many fruits and vegetables you're eating. This is like a way more complex issue than that. And that mental heart health piece, that piece about what questions are you asking yourself? Because those questions are leading to different types of conversations in your brain, different types of internal self-talk. Asking yourself the right question. What if eating more leads to better workouts? What if eating more leads to healthier hormones? What if eating more leads to more energy? What would that open up for me? What would that give me? How would I expand and grow and flourish in that environment? You have never tried that because you are literally getting pigeonholed into this one option. Eat less, eat less, eat less, fast, go low carb count calories, count macros, count points. No one has given you this door that I want to invite you to walk through. What would happen if you gave your body more of the shit she needs? More sleep, more rest, more calories, more carbs, more color, more laughter with friends, more time to focus on what makes you feel good. Listen, I get it. Life is complicated. We can't all be like, hey, newborn baby, mommy needs eight hours of sleep feed yourself. Like, yeah, of course, there are going to be seasons of life where there's different priorities. But no matter the season of life you are in, I want you to realize that taking more, asking for what you need and taking what you need, which includes more freaking food, that is the key to feeling good in your skin. That is the key to being confident. That is the key to having less anxiety. When our brain is getting adequately nourished with enough carbohydrate, with enough overall energy, our brain literally changes. We are less in a state of stress and and overwhelm. There's less cortisol. Okay, and there is a a system in place where your brain can function at a higher power. Your prefrontal cortex literally has the energy to take over and let you be you. I could not have built a nutrition business in my 20s when I was under eating because I had no time and capacity and energy to do all of the stuff that I can do now, okay? And I think for me, I have this very tangible, like very obvious way of looking at this because I remember being in that state for so long in my teenagers, in my 20s. I mean, basically my whole 20s, like until I was 28, 29, struggling with this stuff. And literally did not have any extra energy to give to building a business, to give to having a loving, nurturing, amazing relationship with with a partner because I was too fixated on 
counting calories and restricting food and meal planning and working out and burning the candles from both ends and didn't give my body what she needed. I was constantly trying to prove to myself all my willpower I had, how I didn't need all of these other things. I'm so hardcore. I don't need to drink while I run. I don't need to eat while I run. I'm so hardcore. I can fast for hours and hours. All of these things that in reality, I'm a human being. You're a human being. Sorry, we don't get to just like exist on light rays and pure willpower. Like there's, that's not real. Biology always wins. And how was biology winning for me? I was bottoming out. I was getting really bad blood sugar dips. I ran into a car once. That's how bad my blood sugar dip was one time when I was doing a long run. I was constantly just like hangry and not fun to be around. I'm sure a lot of people can re- relate to that. And then that was alternating with binging, feeling out of control around food feeling like I couldn't stop eating food, food that I didn't even like the taste of. I just couldn't stop eating it because my body was hungry. Okay. I was never in, I I hate to even bring this up because I think it's disgusting that I even have to say this, but again, we're, we're dealing with the, the context of the world we live in. I think when people hear stories like this, you're assuming maybe you are, maybe not, but I never looked undernourished, right? Like my BMI was never in a concerning place. We all know BMI doesn't matter. I had a whole episode on that. But, you know, my point being is no one was saying Serena needs to be hospitalized. Like I was just like, looked like a normal person, looked like an average person on a diet. And um, no one was worried about me. And the point is, is like being afraid of gaining weight Being afraid of asking yourself this question, what if I gain weight? I can't do intuitive eating. What if I gain weight? What would happen if I gain weight? (laughs) It is so limiting. And if I was still asking myself that question right now, I wouldn't have done most of the things that I've done in these last 10 years that have made me, I mean, it's been less than 10 years, these last like eight years, seven years that have really just given me so much joy and fulfillment. And so I really want you to stop asking yourself this question, what if I gain weight? I really want you to pick one of the other questions I listed in today's episode. Ask yourself that question instead. And if you know that you need your handheld, you need the extra support, you need the extra love, you need the extra accountability to help you break free of this question that it's like a gilded cage, right? What if I gain weight? What if I gain weight? It is a it is a hard question to stop asking yourself. If you feel paralyzed by that question, I want you to DM me and ask me about the next cohort of Food Freedom Runner Academy. Just say the word, what word should we pick? Um, what if we pick, what if we just pick the word cage? But if you DM me the word cage, I'll know that you listened to today's episode and I will give you a special podcast price on a special investment for Food Freedom Runner Academy because you're one of my podcast listeners. You mean the world to me. And we can talk about whether, you know, the next round of Food Freedom Runner Academy is a good fit for you. We start in November. But my point being, even if that's not the route you want to go, perfectly fine, totally cool. My point being, Pick one of the other questions from today's episode. Stop asking yourself, what if I gain weight? Start asking yourself, 
what if my workouts start going better? What would happen? What if I noticed that I am healing my hormones? What would happen? I want you to start asking yourself these other questions because they are way, there is so much more power in those questions. And the the way your self-talk is going to change is going to empower you to take the leap to eat like the athlete you are, to see what you are made of, to see what you are capable of, whether it is performance or something else. Like I said, for me, it's more about the quality of my life is so enhanced now. It's so much better now. I did not give up on myself. I did not let myself go when I decided I don't want to fit in the smallest size clothing anymore. I decided I want to live my life. This is not letting myself go. This is living my life. This is taking care of myself. This is caring about myself in a way that I never cared about myself before. Because I was just thinking, how can I get the most out of my body with giving her the least amount of comfort? I don't need to sleep. I need to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out. I don't need to eat. I need to eat as few carbs as possible so my ab muscles poke out. Like I was not giving her, I was not giving my body what she needed. And it made me miserable. (laughs) And I don't want that for you. So my friend, thank you for listening today. Pick a question. If you want to share the question you picked, uh, let me know. DM me on Instagram at Serena Marie RD. I love hearing from you. It makes my whole, whole world, whole day when I hear somebody listen to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review so that you can win a free masterclass from me. And I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear Runner Bod. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.